Welcome to Sharpen the Public, an NFL and sports gambling podcast made by bettors for bettors. This is and will be the only place that you can learn to leverage public betting trends to win more of your bets in the NFL. Have you ever wondered what it actually means when people say, hey, the public is on this side or the money is on this side? There's no context, but that's what we're here for, to provide context for those numbers. My name is DJ Bianco, and I'm your host of Sharpen the Public. Years ago, I started tracking the public betting numbers for every game in the NFL. I wanted to know, hey, if the public is 55% and the money is 65%, what does that mean? What are the trends for those numbers? If you've ever wondered that, then you've come to the right place. Every week, we're here to recap and preview the upcoming and previous weeks in the NFL. Let's dive into those trends. Welcome to Sharpen the Public. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Sharpen the Public. As always, I'm Deej. I'm your host. Back again with my co-host, Andy, here to break down the wildcard week in the NFL. Super excited. Andy, how are you? I'm good. You threw me off by switching up what you said at the start of the podcast. I did not expect that. <laughs> um, I'm sure that was unintentional, but... I messed myself uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> means we're already off to a good start and what is going to be an absolutely crazy wildcard weekend. I'm pumped, man. These matchups are also pretty strange with the Browns, the Texans, Steelers, and Bills. Both of those are going to throw you off. And if that wasn't enough to throw you off, then the snow game is also going to throw you off. So we're here to help you navigate the way with what the public and the money and the sharps are up to heading into these matchups. These bet counters of how many people have already wagered, we're recording this the evening of Thursday, January 11th. And we are looking at some numbers here that were comparable to the total, or excuse me, like what, how many people were betting on the games last week. And we're, we still got, Three days, three days yeah of action left to go as well as like what you would see on some of the lower tier games like the less interesting games throughout the entire season and people are already loading up heading into these wild card games so i'm interested to see kind of how that pans out because we didn't see these types of bet numbers last year but it also takes into account that it's become a lot more uh legalized mm-hmm. 365 days ago yeah it's Really interesting, and we got so many cool trends to talk about uh, in regards to the public, in regards to just game by game and wildcard week. You know, Joe Flacco's back in the playoffs, and he's 5-0 and ATS wildcard weekend, so definitely look for that. Um, but we got we got a bunch of stuff to go through here on the episode. Yeah, in the wildcard. Wild yeah, that's what I said. I said, don't worry. Oh, okay. I, I mean, hey, well, because, hey, not to be confused with 11-4 and four ATS in the playoffs as a whole. Yes. So tidbits of truth and so many things that we can talk about here on the episode in order to win bets this week because i mean again andy i went even on units i went because i went four and five but i had a two unit win so like it evened out again and i don't know how it happens i, I think it's done the last four or five weeks i've been even so i need to step it up in the wild card week because last year we didn't have a great start in the wild card weekend but we've learned from our mistakes and we're gonna be fine we're gonna be fine that just may hey, you are just loading up going even just waiting to explode now as we hit the finish line so this is what we've been going for but hey i said i say tread with caution because we were super hype about a lot of the trends we had going into last year's wild card and you me and rick all three got absolutely obliterated by the wild card round last year so if something like that happens to you all when betting the wild card do not be discouraged that is that could be a trend we'll see how this <laughs> year goes yeah there the big trend from last year is the totals went five to the over last week last year even though there were so many unders throughout the year and that's something that we heavily heavily uh looked at and it didn't go so well so gonna look to improve there but as we usually do on sharp with the public we talk about everything week to week but we're just gonna skip over that because i mean there's no point in talking about week 18 now the regular season is over we have to focus on the playoffs 
I will note and say that we said the public was going to do really well, and they did go nine and seven in week eighteen. So good to see that happen. Uh, some other things that we talked about as well, but let's talk about the total public betting trends to date, and then we can kind of start breaking down things in terms of how the wild card weekend is going to go game by game and stuff like that. But started off the creme de la creme, the public, the thing that everyone wants to hear about: fifty-six percent win percentage over the entire course of the season after betting 18 weeks and 147 and 117 ATS. That includes uh, some pushes to get you to the 272 games that they play, but absolutely incredible. What else can we say? It profitable to tail the public all year. In fact, very healthily profitable. You talk about having to hit 52% to uh, break a profit in sports betting because of the minus 110 juice. And they went 4% over that. That's really impressive. And kudos to the public for doing so well. Let's hope that they crash and burn next year because I feel like we did not really take advantage of that enough. You and I continue to say this is going to regress the mean. Uh, it never did. And we have, hey, hand up. We were wrong. Put your hand up. Yeah. We were wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we were wrong. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, we really were. Like, we kind of, it, I wouldn't say that it, like, affected us too much, but trying to in- I, interpret what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really difficult. And it's interesting because the public didn't do nearly as well as they did last, like this year. And they still do relatively well in the wildcard week. They're over the last 20 years. I think they're a 53% win percentage hitting games in the wildcard week. Last year they went three and three. So that's kind of right in line with that. So just something to look out for as we kind of dive into these games and talk about the betting tickets and, and money, because it's going to be, it's really minute when it comes to when it comes to the wild card because there's so many more bets, like fewer games, a lot more analysis for bookmakers to to really sharpen that line. And if you didn't get in at the best number, which is usually at the beginning, it's going to be really hard. But we'll talk about it and we'll hit all those stuff. Um, let's finish off with these trends. Money percentage went 141 and 123. ATS over the year, that's a 53% win percentage. So they stayed above that number that you talked about, the 52% in order to to win bets or win money. And the sharp differential actually went a 133 and 131. A 50, it's a 50 point whatever percent win percentage. Kind of crazy. Especially when you take into account like what we talked about last year, how different it is. It's kind of flipped on its head entirely. I'm at a loss for words, TJ. I didn't think the public would outperform both metrics that worked out well, so well for us last year. But hence, that is why we do the podcast, right? To kind of illustrate that it's not it's so simple just fading the public and uh, i think that there is a lot to be said about that but i mean we've beat we've, we've been beating that drum all season i don't need to beat it even more heading into the wild card weekend yeah i mean there's there's probably countless clips that you could find of us being like this is going to happen this is going to happen and none of it happened because everything really just stayed consistent throughout the year the crazy <laughs> thing <that> happened <laughs> the crazy thing is like the the high amount of public tickets still did really well like that's when people say oh the public's on this side fade it and it still went 16 4 20 24 25 games above 500 in insane in absolutely insane so keep that in mind fading the public is a ridiculous narrative and that's what we're here to show on sharper the public but let's move to totals public betting the over 71 and 83 on the on the year which is actually a 46 percent win percentage and th- that might not be great like to the naked eye but they went 42 percent last year so a 4% increase and a significant portion of that came in the second half of the year when, you know, we were talking about how crazy totals like were being, how low totals were and it kind of flipped, you know, it didn't end up being positive, but I think it was like 40% at some point in the midpoint and now it's 46%. That's impressive. 
Yeah, 46% for the public on the over is still not great, but it is better than we expected. They're always traditionally terrible at betting the over, but uh, historically pretty good at betting the under. And a 54% win percentage for the public on the under shows that, right? So a 54% win percentage over an entire season is still really solid. So not not a ton there. I think it's it, they didn't do as bad as expected on the over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the main thing I think there is like similar to the point about the the high amount of public tickets is like when you see 85% of tickets on a team, people are going to scream fade the public. Or if you see 85% of the money or public on the over, you're kind of going to think the same way. And we kind of touted that in the beginning of the year, but we made sure to talk about it and be like, no, it's going to switch or it's likely will switch based on what happened last year. I didn't think it switched this much. But if you look at tickets 70% or more betting the over, it went 20 and 26 over the course of the year, which is way better than in 2022 when it went um, nine and 20. So way better. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that, those are the major trends, major, major things we talk about. Money percentage under finished at 88 and 75. That's a 54% win percentage, sharp differential on the under 114 and 90. Crazy how many times that happened, but it only finished at 56% win percentage. Money percentage on the over 48 and 54. Sorry, which is a... 47% win percentage and then sharp differential only over 32 and 28, which is a 53% win percentage. So I will personally be kind of looking for those sharp differentials on the over. I think they've been doing re really well to end the year because it, it was somewhat closer to like 47% and it ended at 53%, especially as, you know, if overs do continue to happen like they did last year in the wild card week, so definitely something that I, I want to look for. And who doesn't want to see points? But there's... Some interesting, interesting weather predictions to talk about here for re for Wild Card Week, right, Andy? Yeah, um, I'm with you. When something does like kind of turn on the Jets there at the end of the season, similar to how the sharp differential down the over, then definitely an actual item. Um, but yeah, I think that the weather is going to affect how people are betting on some of these. Where, like for example, with the snow game, everyone's just pounding the under so much that the total has gone down almost three points now, or a full three points in some spots it, that's to be expected right everyone's just going to slam the under but hey maybe we find areas where we are able to zag against that because you don't need to use the trend logic you use actual logic so we'll see we'll navigate it game by game it's something that you don't want to just blindly take as we said yeah yeah so let's talk about what the public did and like the public betting trends for wild card week last year because we do have that data and that's kind of what we're here for public went three and three money went three and three sharp differential Three and three. <laughs> Very upsetting. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'd be, we were like one and five or oh and six or some shit on the wild card last year as a massacre. So uh, good for <laughs> all of them for breaking even, I guess. You just have to pay your juice, whatever. Uh, golden rule and Geico trend. Uh, the Geico trend went two and oh last year, which is 15% or sharps or more. Uh, golden rule went one and oh, which is 20 to 29% sharp differential. Uh, public over 70% went oh and two. So that's something of note for sure. So that means anything under 70% public tickets went three and one. Um, so maybe over the history of, you know, how good the public's been, I said they've been 53% over the last 20 years betting in the wildcard week. Maybe they're really just not so great above 70%, but I don't have the data to say that. That's just my interpretation of it. Yeah, but that's something that we've seen across, um, like throughout the years, right? That high confidence public is always not great. So... Except for this year. It's like, Except well, for what's going to happen? 
Except for this year. Correct. Yeah, so it, it is a it is a bit of a mixed bag. That's a good point. Um, totals, like I said, five games went towards the over. Public went 3-1 and one betting the over. Public went 0-2 betting the under. I think that's maybe just a bit of a nuance since five games did go over. Money percentage on the over, 1-1. One one. Sharp differential on the over, 0-1. Money percentage on the under, 0-4. Sharp differential on the under, 0-5. <laughs> and that's partly why we didn't have a great year last. I, I think I bet four unders <laughs> the last week, last year. That's what we do, though. You know what you're signing up for this with this podcast. You're take going to under. hear us talk about the trends, and you're going to hear us say, take the under. It is what Absolutely. it is. I mean, it's just you know simple. exactly what you're signing up for. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get into the games, Andy, do you have any fun trends that you want to talk about for Wild Card Week? I know that, I mean, we already mentioned the Joe Flacco one. Kind of insane. Yeah, I think we can get there as we go game by game. I'll have a few to give out depending on the game that we're talking about. Okay. But double-digit favorites in the Wild Card Weekend, 11-4 ATS. It, it, it proves double-digit favorites. It Take it as you will. Um, whether there's date range or not. And then dogs over the last six wild card weekends, just underdogs in general, twenty and ten. So insane. Yeah, just keep just keep both of those in mind. A home dog as well at that eight three and two. Both of those are ATS. So just keep that in mind. Those three as we're kind of navigating these. But I mean, ultimately, right? The only one that we have a double digit spread on is that Steelers and Bills game. Um, so I could have hit that one to get there, but. Still, I mean, it, it, they are just both general trends that we'll, that we'll get into as we get there. Yeah, those are absolutely fun trends. Uh, all right, Andy, I'm going to ask you a series of questions here regarding this week. I'm, I'm going to ask you to not look at the, the... Andy, which team do you think will be the public's favorited bet this week? And we'll, we'll take the answer to be as of right now. We're recording this on Thursday. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Wow, the Chiefs. Chiefs are currently sitting at as four and a half point home favorites they're 58 percent of the bets the favored team by the public is currently the rams plus three on the road the the jared goff and matt stafford bowl and what's the percentage of bets 73 percent wow wow yeah that makes me like dolphins i mean uh, not dolphins jesus that makes me like the lions even more <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be such a good game it's the matt stafford bowl it's such a good one it's obviously one of the most bet yeah there's a lot of narrative because i mean one it's LA media huge, right? But also the Rams have been making a really solid run uh towards the back half of the season. I attribute it to that. I also attribute it to the fact that we have seen the Lions uh fall flat a bit in some games that are a bit closer like this, in some games that are against teams that are pretty good. But to me, there are still a lot of glaring issues with the Rams that we should talk about when we get to that game. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the public siding siding with that, but I mean, hey, the public hit a higher win percentage this season than I did. So, uh, who's for who am I to doubt the public at uh, all? Back to the Rams. We'll see. Yeah, a fifty six percent win percentage this year from the public is pretty good. So, definitely might be on the side of the Rams this week. And then the second question: Which game do you think will be bet the most? As and we'll take the the bets right now to say snow game. Yeah, snow game. It's already 72,000 bets. I knew that. Yeah, 73,000 bets now. Dolphins-Chiefs is the currently the best, uh, highest bet game of the slate, and we are on Thursday night, so interesting to see. Yeah, totally, totally. I, I Again, I'm interested to see if that's still the case. I feel like there are other games that have the potential to pass it, but 
I, I, I see it both ways, right? Everyone's going to want some action on the snow game, but also there are people out there that are going to be like, no fucking chance I'm betting that game. So we'll see what happens. It should be, right. I, I, I'll be betting it. I'll be yeah, betting oh yeah. It. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, it's time to get into the game. So what we're going to get here, I, I want us to come up with a Sharp in the Public teaser, which cashed last week, by the way. Thank you, Jets and Ravens. Barely ca- cashing for the Ravens. Shout out. We're going to get a Sharp in the Public teaser, and we're both going to get a best bet of the week. That's 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 at least one goal. We'll probably have multiple, but I need your best bet. Cool. Yeah, right. I can definitely do that. Cool. Let's get into it. So let's start with Browns minus two in Houston. Total set at 44.5. Uh, the public is on the Browns currently at 64%, and the money's sitting at 71% towards the Browns, giving them a 7% sharp edge. When we're talking about these games in the wildcard round, it's going to be really important to talk about the line and the line movement because especially in the wildcard, I kind of prefaced it at the beginning, there's going to be so much, so many eyes on this line and it's going to be really difficult like to see at the end of the week to get that, that value that you know you could have had at the beginning of the weekend. We might like a team at plus three and a half or, and not like them at plus two and a half, right? So it's going to be really important to talk about the line here. The line opened in Houston uh, with the Browns favored at one and a half and it's moved to two and two and a half in some spots. It even hit three, but it was but right back to two and a half by some of the pro betters. So keep that in mind. Where do you stand right now, Andy, on, on Browns Texans? Everything is um, all aboard the Flacco train in the sense that the public sitting at 64% of the bets, the money is sitting at 71%. We've got, we, we were at 68 thousand bets when you and i started talking before we started recording we're already at seventy thousand, so two thousand bets more bets have been placed on this game the volume is what's going to shift these around i do think that we have enough of a sample size now to tell us that people are going browns i i get all the flacco stuff i really do i really do i'll let can i tell you something though i was surprised when 11 and 4 ats in the playoffs is awesome I didn't know he only played 15 playoff games. I yeah, thought he could play more playoff games than that. Yeah, in his career. After they won the Super Bowl, they really didn't make the playoffs that that often, especially when they lost a lot of that defense, the Ed Reed and Ray Lewis era, like it was kind of like ghost town. Yeah. I have some thoughts on on the trends for this one that make me want to zag when everyone else is going with the Browns. And I'm not sure how how you feel about that, but I feel pretty strongly. Um, and this is why. Teams who played in week 18 competing for a playoff spot versus teams who rested and clinched. So Houston versus yeah, Cleveland. Win, win and in against the Colts. Yep. And they ended up winning the division because of Jacksonville. I still have lost sleep over that this week. But anywho, <laughs> our 14 and 5 ATS since 2015. Wow. The Browns are 2 5 and 1 ATS on the road this season. DJ, they're terrible on the road. Their defense is they awful. They are horrible on the road. And I'm not necessarily saying that Houston is some fortress at home, right? But uh, I do think it is it is something to be said that when they are sleeping in a bed that is not theirs, that they are not very good. I mean, that, that is the fourth or tied for the third worst. No, I can't count. Tied for the fourth worst ATS on the road this season. Carolina, Tennessee, and Atlanta were worse than them. But besides that, it's Cleveland, the Jets, and Denver, all at 2-5-1. and one. They're historically bad defense when they're on the road. It's just that simple. Like, they, they let up so many points. That's just so crazy. Like, 
how yeah the flip-flop of how good they are versus how bad they are at home or how yeah, good they are at home it, versus how bad they are on the road yeah it is something i've been looking to a lot more heavy when i've been betting basketball this season too is looking at the home and roads and i kind of wish i would do it a bit more with nfl i just didn't think that i'd find a discrepancy this big but something like this actually matters like like people put uh, a lot of away stuff into the equation where we're talking about neutral games too the Houston crowds will be fired up. They just won the division. CJ Stroud, I, I, I can see there being some troubles against his defense that is way, 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 way better than the ones that he has ended the season against. This is going to be one of the best uh, defenses he's faced. And did, these guys should have already played each other, right? Yes, the Browns beat them 34-22 in, in Houston. Yeah, so congrats on one win in Houston. They've got the tape. CJ Stroud is smart. Forget what the draft scout said. I cannot believe that people said heading into the draft, oh, he doesn't care. Oh, he's not smart enough. Oh, he doesn't understand enough. Fuck that. We are going with the Texans on the money line. Oh, Texans money line. Yeah. Plus 115. I might be able to find better on that stamp. I'm going to let you go, and then I'm going to uh, see if I can find something. I could probably find plus 120 somewhere. What what, what do you think? So the, the Browns beat them in week 16, but it was against Davis Mills. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Now we've got, yeah, yeah, now yeah. we've got. I knew it was at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've got CJ Stroud. There was, it was Dickie Mills. <laughs> CJ Stroud, rookie head coach, Tamika Ryans as well. I, I like the Texans in this spot too. Although the two and a half scares me. I wish I got in when it's three. I think maybe I have the notifications on. So now that we're putting the podcast out, I'll probably take it whenever three gets hit. But yeah, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Texans right now for our sharpened public teaser. I love the the eight three and two home dogs and the and the wild card. I love um, kind of what you said about the the Browns defense and and how bad they are on the road. I one thing that is not going to be talked about a lot and needs to be talked about a lot, Andy, is data that only we have. And are you ready for this? I the am ready. Browns. The Browns are ten six and one ATS this season. But they are one in five ATS when the public backs them. The public is currently sixty-four percent on them with seventy-one percent of the money. Give me the Texans. Hopefully, I can yeah. get a plus three. But right now, it's two and a half. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think the line movement is definitely helpful where you can get that field goal of security. I don't need it. Uh, plus one fifteen is the best I could find. Uh, I'll go with Texans plus one fifteen for a full unit. You are going to go with the Texans spread, hoping that you can get a three, but you're going to have to wait for DJ's play because that's a lean right now, correct? Just a heavy lean. You're taking it no matter what, but just going to see if you get the better number. Yeah, yeah. I'll, if I can't get the better number, they will be absolutely locked into the teaser. I think my plan is to, obviously, I release an article every Sunday. I'm planning to release it Saturday, and it'll have every play, and then I can make updates kind of based on what we see on Saturday and changings uh, as of Sunday. So just keep that in mind. That will be my plan, but right now, love the Texans. I think the home dog, they got that dog in them, Andy. They really just got that and dog in them. And you know what, dude? This is a grade-A candidate or one of the legs for the Sharp and the Public That's teaser. what I'm it saying. Really is. It really perfect. is. The problem is we're not getting a, a ton of low totals. Yeah, the they're, they're high. This, week. This, this would be like, this is like the lower end for us. I mean, we're not talking 35 like in the Bills and Steelers game because we're in a dome, but I don't know, man. I, I really like it. It's still below 49, which is a magic number. You never want to tease anything above 40. Let's go to another to a game that should be <laughs> the total should be far lower than it currently is. Total set of 44 in this snow game that's set to be a 
zero degrees with some crazy wind. Dolphins plus four and a half in Kansas City. Right now, the weather says partly cloudy, zero degrees, uh, with current 40, 14 mile an hour concurrent winds with gusts. So don't know necessarily what that means. You're taking the Dolphins team that is so high powered and so such a potent offense, but do not play well in the cold. And you've got a Chiefs team that hasn't looked amazing all, all season, but is the Chiefs and it's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this is another one with some interesting live movement. It opened at three and has been all the way, you know, Chiefs have been bet to four and a half. This is where there's getting, there's been some Dolphins resistance now. You've seen some money come in on them at with uh, the money being 55% on the Dolphins side, 58% of the bets currently sitting with the Chiefs as the home favorite, which honestly is not surprising. Something that we talk about when we talk about public betting data is like, oh, it's the Chiefs. People are going to want to back the Chiefs. This year, backing the Chiefs has not really been good or, or bad. The Chiefs are 5-5 five and five ATS when the public backs them, so nothing really to go of note there, but they are 3-1 and one when the money backs them, and they don't have the money here. But looking at the Dolphins, the Dolphins are seven two when the public seven and two ATS when the public backs them. So if we do somehow see a shift, you know, with this line being four and a half and maybe getting up to five, then we're talking about some interesting trends there. But as of right now, not so much. I'm a little concerned about the Mostert issue. I think with HN being the sole back, I, they don't really have a lot of I don't know dynamic opportunities to fake things and make things a little crazy for this Chiefs defense that has been really good. The question is, can you know Patrick Mahomes once Jalen Ramsey's on Rasheed Rice, and if they double Travis Kelsey, will his receivers catch the ball? I don't know. Four and a half seems like a lot. I I don't like the game where it sits right now. Kind of just leaning the under. I it's just I'm just being begged to take the Dolphins with this on the line. <laughs> I cannot believe the total is this high with the conditions outside. I really can't. That's what just is freaking me out. Like I I don't understand. I know that it's already dropped three points and it's going to keep dropping, <laughs> but like. How has how are we still in the 40s for a game that's going to be so freakishly cold? Yeah. I mean, this has potential to be one of the coldest playoff games of all time, and we're talking about a 43.5 point total. That's why everyone's <laughs> been the, the under. Yeah. For me, I think that, like, I don't want to take, I don't want to take the under because it, it, everyone's already doing it, and I know the public, like, public's been good on the under, whatever, public's been good this year. I feel like this is almost a play where you wait and you sit how how low can you go type of and deal. Then bet the that bet the over and then bet the over. We're talking yeah, about a, a yeah two high potent offenses and especially is he is Moster questionable or is he out? Hold on, yeah, Moster's questionable. Xavier Howard's out, obviously. Bradley Chubb's still out and Waddle's questionable. So it, it, it kind of depends on that. I think you're going to see some movement if especially if Moster and Waddle both do end up suiting up. But it's going to be – there is an opportunity. You know, teams have scored a lot of points in snow games. The, there's an Eagles-Lions game from years ago where McCoy ran for, like, three touchdowns. It's, like, it's very possible. And A-Chan has that speed, you know, missed tackles. It's, it's totally possible. I don't hate it, like, especially if you can just – it gets to, like, 42, and you're like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. And the other way, I mean, everything is t- saying to – not take the Dolphins because the Dolphins haven't won any, any team that is worth a shit all year. Mm-hmm. So let's sit and, and see where this total winds up and see if you can get a better number, maybe even a little sprinkle on the money line. And mm-hmm. the crazier shit has happened. The Chiefs have not have been in really piss-poor form towards the back end of this season. Yeah. Um, and another one that I'm going to be eyeing, it feels like it's been going on all season, 
I've been looking at these first half spread numbers uh, for ATS this season while you've been kind of talking to preview the game. And I couldn't really find an angle where, I, I mean, the Dolphins are slightly above 500 uh, first half against the spread this year. Their last five, they're three and two ATS um, against the spread. And then the last three, they're two and one. So it's like they keep being just there where it's like, ah, I can't really find a huge thing. And same with the Chiefs where they're like right there, one and two, right there, right below 500. But the reason that I was looking there is because the Dolphins have scored 16 points per game in the first half in the last four weeks of the regular season, which is the third best in the NFL. And the Chiefs have allowed 12 and a half points per game during the first half of this, during the first half of games in their last four. Uh, courtesy of Action Network, thank you for that trend. That's eighth worst in the NFL for the Chiefs. There's going to be a lot of snow on the ground, DJ. We haven't really talked about it that much. Um, I I think that that changes things where they're not going to ne- necessarily hit 16 in the first half, but I do really uh, feel like looking at the first half spreads, if this number continues to go, could be of interest to us. So I'll be looking at first half. I'll be looking at full game, but nothing yet for me because I'm not taking the under. If you want to take the under, you got to take it now. Because it's going to keep going down. Yeah, but I'm not, besides I'm, that, I'm, I'm not taking the end. I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I'm not loving it. I, I wish I got it 46 and a half. It's moved too much, honestly. So is the so is the spread. Three, I, I like the Chiefs. Four and a half, I'm, I'm I'm iffy, and especially if it keeps moving up, I might be forced to, to bet the Dolphins. But I think the Chiefs end up winning. I really do. I think that with the time off for Travis Kelsey, I think that helps a lot. I think they figure out a game plan to win. You know, their defense is better. Then the Dolphins defense, and you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's just that simple. The Dolphins has also been on a massive skid. They managed to beat the Jets and the and the Cowboys very closely, but aside from those, in the last five, they lost to the Titans. They got murdered by the Ravens, and then lost to the Bills. So they they're kind of on a slid with with or skid losing these these players. I think with the type of offensive mind that Mike McDaniel is, I trust that despite the conditions he's going to have so many things drawn up like them being so good in the first half especially towards the end of the season is easily to be attributed to game trips them actually being able to get their game scheme like everything that they've figured out and planned throughout the week they're Mm -hmm. able to take action on in the first half the second half shit is what bothers me and i feel like that's been my problem with them all season like they've gone out and had huge and had early leads or hung with teams in the first half good teams in the first half and they just suck in the second half so yeah. I think that um, that's something that I that I put a lot of stock into as well. The other thing that I would put stock into, DJ, is uh, I would buy all my Taylor Swift stock right now because I think the NBC put this one on Peacock because they know that all the Swifties are going to pay for a subscription. <laughs> yeah, they, I was going to ask what the, what the Taylor Swift uh, game plan was here, but with it's, Travis being off last week, gear. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be great. Yeah, Take the, Taylor, the Taylor Swift angle is that they're gonna NBC is gonna be making a shit ton of money on people subbing for this one that don't even care about football. They just want to see Taylor Swift. Yeah, let me just throw Travis Kelsey into my anytime touchdown parlay. Locked in, we're good to go. <laughs> it's just that simple. It's free money. Yeah, I've seen Taylor Swift jerseys at college football games, at Carolina Panthers games, and play the Chiefs this year. It, it's it's <laughs> stupid. It is stupid. Uh, it's good for the sport. Moving on, Steelers plus ten in Buffalo. Total set at thirty six. Bills fifty three percent of the bets. 
giving them the public side. The Steelers currently have the money, 14%, 61% of the money. Uh, this is interesting. I mean, the line opened at 9.5. It moved to 10. It's back to 9.5 in some spots, kind of flip-flopping here. It's like, how can you how can you just be okay with a 10-point spread given this weather? I, you know, no weather, the Bills might win by 30. It's Mason Rudolph in Buffalo, and the, the Bills have been on a heater. They just and managed to win the division after all of that adversity. Can I add something real quick, and I'll let you keep going? Yeah, the Steelers are also 1-10 straight up without T.J. Watt. Yeah, I so. was going to say, the T.J. Watt thing is huge, and it's that's massive. why— yeah, it's huge. It's it's always been huge. They were horrible last year without him, and that's why I picked him to win Defensive Player of the Year. Like, there's just so many difficulties that they have creating pressure when they, they don't have T.J. Watt. And now you've got a running quarterback in Josh Allen. It's going to be crazy with the snow. I just don't know if I can really trust Mason Rudolph to put up 10 points in, in this weather. And against this Bills defense that is consistently getting healthier week to week. If you look at the Bills' last let's see, I don't know, five games, let's see, they lost, they let up 14 to the Dolphins, somehow let up 21 to to the Patriots, 22 to the Chargers, and 10 to the Cowboys, and before that, 17 to the Chiefs, like, they've been playing very, very good football as of late, so, it's, I would never go anywhere, I would never bet the Steelers here, especially with the, with the, with the snow, but I don't know if I can say I want Buffalo minus 10 yet. I think there's still some questions with the weather, like whether it'll actually happen or not. So I'm definitely just going to wait and see what happens. Right now, wind set to be 23 miles an hour. Not not ideal. Heavy. <laughs> That's good for the under. And it's going to snow. So questionable. Yeah, the double-digit favorite things I think is very interesting. 11-4 ATS in the wild card as well as Steelers 1-10 without Watt. This would be one where I do like the under a bit more because I don't think the Steelers are going to score at all. Just, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm also not going to take a play yet on this one. Um, this will be one we'll wake up Sunday and check the vibes, see yeah. what's going on. Uh, Mike Tomlin is 63-61 and one to the under as a Steelers coach. So that's that's big. You know that's good. Is this one that we want to lean? Bills in our in our teaser. I know we're not getting crazy value because we're not going past three, but you're going past seven, and the total is thirty six. No, we don't tease. Uh, we don't tease spreads above ten. DJ, either way, either way, we we don't do that. It's just we do not want to play. There's a limit on the amount of games that we can put in the sharpened public teaser. So just keeping that in mind, I've got one in mind. <laughs> okay, the public uh, currently hold on. The public <laughs> currently. Uh, Again, it's on the Bills, like I said, 53%. That can easily change by Sunday, but the Bills are 6-7 and seven when they have the money back or the public backing them, so nothing too bad, nothing too crazy. Steelers, on the other hand, are 5-3 and three when they get the public backing, 6-3 and three when they get the money backing, so interesting that, you know, there's there's that angle, especially probably the whole Tomlin, Tomlin as a dog or vibes, but I don't see this offense really doing doing much against this Bills defense. Is there a Tomlin as a dog vibe? I mean, it's not as hype as Vrabel as a dog. Your He's future, better. Uh, Patriots head coach. Oh, really? Tomlin is the one of the few. There's three. I think they're for Vrabel's third. Tomlin is second, and then some guy that I don't know is first. Yeah, it's not Jeff Fisher, so I don't care. All right, on to the next game. <laughs> we'll talk about the Packers and Cowboys in the middle of the day for Sunday. We've got the Packers at plus seven. They have. Very close to 60% of the bets and 85% of the money. 
as well as a total that has gone up, DJ, from 48 and a half. We're up to 51 in some spots or 50 and a half, depending on where you're shopping. Mm-hmm. And everyone is slamming that over. People cannot get enough of that over. I'm not touching that total. I like the over. <laughs> you go on. Go on. <laughs> the total being higher than 49 sucks. But this was going to be the one that I was going to suggest that we tease down. I know the Cowboys' playoff woes have been storied. They've been long <laughs> talked about. And it would be very funny if they continued. I just I don't see it this time around, personally. I think that this Packers team is... I would have loved this Packers team getting a little bit more of a favorable matchup. Like if the Packers could have got the Bucks or even the Lions, the Cowboys is just a tough one for this team. Where that Cowboys offense, when it goes, it goes. And when you're going up against a Packers defense that is pretty loosey, loosey-goosey, DJ, yeah. it, it's, I think it's going to be – that's why the total is so high. Uh, I almost want to just zag on, on both ends and go – Cowboys and under, but I do like the Cowboys a lot more than I like the under. And that would be my suggestion for the second leg of the teaser is to get them down to minus one. So you're just getting Cowboys money line, which is a minus 310 value if you were to just take it straight. I think it's a great matchup for Dak. There's a lot of favorable matchups for CD in that defense. And two, I know the run game has left a lot to be desired this season. Pollard was everyone's was everyone's fantasy first rounder, right? Everyone was, was so hyped about him come draft season and it wasn't as great as people expected it to be, but I do think that they will do all right against this Packers defensive front. It's not going to happen this time for the Pack. I don't know how you feel about it. I think I think that you're going to go Packers here. I like the Packers. Yeah, I love I loved them at seven and a half. It's now down to seven, showing that there is some you know professional love on the side of Green Bay. I think this Dallas defense is a bit. I wouldn't say it's overhyped because Micah Parsons is a dog and there's there's a lot to be said about their secondary and the amount of, you know, pick sixes they've had. But I don't think it's something that Jordan Love and this Packers offense can't score against. What scares me is, like you said, the Packers defense in the holes that it has. There's a lot of opportunities for Jack and CD to just nuke and, and go crazy, especially at home in a playoff game. Something somewhere where they often, often fall short. So just a history historically uh, for Dallas. So that's one of the reasons I like I like the dog here plus seven and a half. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't I mean do I think the Cowboys are gonna win? Probably. I lean the over. Um I'm not gonna say I don't know if that's my best bet yet because it's still moving up and I don't, I want to grab it before it keeps going, but I don't know. I'll think about that one. So that means you so you don't want the Cowboys as the second leg of the teaser, do you? Not at all, no. Yeah, total's too high too. I I I don't total know. Total is too high. They total might win by one. I I don't know if they lose, <laughs> but I can't I can't I can't get behind it. I think there's a lot of opportunity here for Dallas to come up short. Like they they tried so hard to get the, the division and they managed to do that, but they also you know managed to lose to the Dolphins and the Bills and the Packers have, they, albeit they haven't really played great teams, but they've played really really well as of late and that's what's important when you come into the playoffs now yes you have to get jordan love going on the road but it's dallas dallas chokes all the time they're 29th in success rate allowed on on dropbacks which is only better than washington arizona and seattle like that's that's not great i think jordan love's gonna have an ample opportunity to find his guys that he's found all season like and the another thing is the cowboys love to play man and jordan love has is 
significantly better this year playing against man coverage versus zone coverage. And, you know, it's the Mike McCarthy Bowl with the Packers coming back into Dallas. <laughs> I think I think LaFleur's got an opportunity to to make a statement here against, you know, against a former Packers coach. I, I don't know. Mike I don't McCarthy Bowl. Don't know Why are we not talking win? about the Mike McCarthy Bowl? We're talking about the Matthew Stafford Bowl. We need to talk more about the Mike McCarthy Bowl. What are we doing? Because Mike McCarthy has done nothing in his career aside have Aaron Rodgers win him a Super Bowl. Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> okay. How do you feel about this, though, with the Packers? Like, just from a strength of schedule standpoint and like who they've actually played and who they've beaten. Went against Chicago to start the year. Lost to Atlanta. Beat New Orleans in Green Bay. Lose to Detroit in Green Bay. Lose at Las Vegas. This is October 9th. So we're, we're going through their whole uh, schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. We're, we're talking. We're breaking down this game. Let's break it down right. Excellent. Lose at Denver. So they had a bye week in between there. Mm-hmm. From, in between October 9th and October 22nd. Then they still go and lose to Denver. Um, lose to Minnesota in Green Bay. Beat LA, the LA Rams, 20-3. And then lose at Pittsburgh. So we're now on November 12th. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks left. So we're midway through the season. Beat the Chargers 23 to 20. Beat Detroit in Detroit 29 to 22. And then beat KC 27 19 on December 3rd. I was at that game. That was like when the hype came to a head for this team. Everyone was like all in on this team. So was I, dude. I mean, I, I love that. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, this is one of the reasons. That, I think that's what we need to realize here because then they go and they lose at the Giants, lose to Tampa Bay in Green Bay. They only beat the Panthers by three in Charlotte. They own, then they beat uh, Minnesota 33 10, and then they beat Chicago last weekend 17 9. I just don't think the quality of their opponents is that great. Like, I, I, I don't think they beat a KC team, but KC's also been absolutely dog shit the second half of the season, especially the final third of the season for me. And Detroit is so wishy-washy where they'll have like a game or two where they slip up. Detroit's offense is fire. It's awesome. But like, I mean, the defense, they let up 29 to this this Green Bay team. I think Green Bay thrives against defenses that aren't amazing. And that's, I mean, it's attributed to the um, Matt LaFleur being actually to implement his system as well as Jordan Love, like being able to break down an easy defense. He'll be able to break down a hard defense someday. I just don't think that someday is right now. Like this, I think this Dallas defense is good against teams that are above average and below. I think the great, I think the the good offenses they really struggle against. And we've seen that. But to me, this one, if with everyone signing with the Packers, it feels like we still have that bias from early December when they were on that run against they beat Detroit and they beat KC when we haven't realized that the final five teams they've played are shit and they went three and two against them. So I think that for me, I, I'm going to lock in Cowboys minus seven against my wow. Packers here. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I am. I, I, I do think that this is one where the Cowboys have a pretty easy path to get to that NFC championship game if they are able to. Is where, that your best bet? Depending on who, huh? Is that your best bet? No, 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 no. My best bet is the Texans. I mean, that's the first game. Well, we'll we can talk about that when we, at the end once we're done previewing all these games. But I, I think that's my best bet. But um, I really do love. I mean, you and I are, are, are contrasting in this. I get the whole man coverage part of this, but I do think that the Cowboys' defense is going to be 
one of, if not the best defense that the Packers have played this season? Uh, the Chiefs, I, I would argue, but I mean, those are both, they're both top tier defenses. I think, I think the number is too big. I think seven and a half, especially, is too much. The Cowboys win favored by that much. Have the, have the Packers even been, let me go to, hold on. I was trying to look at this while you were talking. The Packers have been seven point dogs once this year, and they were eight and a half point dogs against the Lions in Detroit, and they won. True, but they all had also been, they were one in five in their last six heading into that game. Sure. Exactly. I mean, this is a team that, I don't know, I don't see the Cowboys as being seven points better than this Packers team right now. I think the line is too large. I don't think that Green Bay goes in and wins. Sorry, I think they have, five. No, six. They, they have an game. opportunity to do so. But this this spread just doesn't quite make sense to me. They've been favored in their last, well, aside from the Vikings game, last five. So it, it's interesting. It's going to be fun. I, I I would take the dog in the side. I, but I, I, I think I like the over more than I like the Packers. But I'll talk about it a little bit in my article. One okay. more thing. Go ahead. Dallas is 6-2. and two. ATS is a home favorite this season. Okay. I'll leave it. <laughs> One unit. Uh, how many of those are above <laughs> a seven or over seven points? Probably the commanders. Yeah. Three and two above when the spread three and four and two when the spread spreads above seven. Wow, it's happened that many times at home for them that they've been double digits. Interesting. That is interesting. interesting. I, I mean, yeah, I think that's something you take into account. Um I mean, they're not going to be a favorite. The only time that they wouldn't be at home is if they match up against the 49ers later on. Can I do one more thing that's crazy about this game? And it's not even about the game. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm doing this shit, dude. Because this is like some this is some stuff that you would find on ESPN. This is some some stuff that you would hear us roast. But DJ and I were talking before the podcast began tonight, and we're I mean, yeah. Our Super Bowl prediction is Ravens and Niners, but that's easy. That's the easy thing to do in sports. That it, like the easy thing to do, the predictable outcome never happens. When when does that ever happen? Where the two favorites? Oh yeah, they end up going to the Super Bowl. It's so rare. So last year, <laughs> Eagles team. <laughs> last year was pretty easy. Yeah. Anywho, I think there's a lot of value on the Cowboys to win the NFC at plus three twenty. For like half a unit. <laughs> I, I think there's that. I'm not going to throw a full unit on that, but I mean, dude, you win, you win a unit and a half plus some change on that. I think that there's totally some value on that. It's the, so I'm looking at bet us right now. There might be better numbers out there. San Francisco sitting at minus 125. And then you've got Dallas at plus 320. The Eagles at plus 750, which is hilarious. No offense. <laughs> Detroit at plus 800. I would put Detroit over you guys. No offense. I, I I just think the Cowboys have one of the easiest paths there. They've got this game and then at seven point favorites. And then depending on what happens next, like it, it just feels like it's a, it's going to be a Cowboys Niners NFC championship. They've already played once. They got embarrassed the first time, but they at least have the tape. They at least have the tape. They, they, you know what the recipe is to beat the Niners now after the Ravens spanked them. And one injury or two injuries happen in that NFC semifinal game, and then you might get a, a more than rattled 49ers team. Because they, yeah, I mean, yeah. quite literally, they're like a one, like one Trent or one McCaffrey injury away. 
and I'm not saying that it's going to happen. It's unlikely they get hurt, right? McCaffrey's a bit injury prone, but and so is Trent. But there are things there where that plus three twenty presents some value. To me. So I, I'm going to go with the Cowboys minus seven as well as them to win the NFC at plus three twenty. I think that was about a, about a six minute rant about the Cowboys. It's it's more 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 passion than you've had about the Colts all year. It's pretty impressive. That's not true. Um, I'm just trying to get us a sponsorship by ESPN because you have to talk about the Cowboys for that long if you're going to yeah. go work for ESPN, right? You thank no, you, Stephen A. <laughs> yes. Forget ESPN. But let's go. Let's talk about Matt Stafford and the Rams facing his old team in Detroit. Rams plus three again in Detroit. Total set at 51 and a half here as well. Another high one. Public currently on the Rams, as we talked about at the beginning, 73% of the bets, 93% of the money on the Rams, 93%, 20% sharp differential. Line opened at four, moved to three. I love the Rams, Andy. I love Matt Stafford in this spot, and I might make it my best bet, but I want to hear your your take first. Money line or spread? Uh, if I'm making my best bet, it's got to be spread, but I might take their money line. I think their form has been really solid. I, I want to hear your reasons before I go, to be honest with you. You go ahead. The floor is yours. I, I'm not as strong on the Lions as you are on the Rams, but I do lean Lions early, but I'm, I want to hear your case first before I kind of give my spiel. Firstly, there's a reason the line started at minus four and has been bet to minus three, and you know there's resistance probably from both sides. That's why it's not two and a half. But this Rams team has been on an absolute tear as of recently, and it's been from their kickstart, Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams' return has turned this offense into so much more, such more dynamic offense that, you know, Sean McVay wants to play with, and it's the similar to the team that they they won the Super Bowl with. 4-0 in their last four, 3-1 covering the spread. They, obviously, they won in Santa Clara, but it's against the Niners that didn't really play much, so it didn't matter. Obviously, the Rams didn't even really play much. It was the Carson Wentz return, scored a touchdown, so good for him. <laughs> they beat the Giants, they beat the Saints, and they beat the Commanders. They barely lost to the Rams in Baltimore, and that's a big sign for me. I don't know. I just I think this team is so much different with Kyron Williams back, and I think that he's going to have an ample opportunity to to make a difference with with. Matt Stafford's experience in the playoffs and his experience in this building. And then two, I think it's a major point that Sam LaPorter is not going to be playing. I think they're going to have to lean heavily on Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. And if they don't manage to run the ball well, and, you know, Sean McVay figures that out, that they obviously they're going to have to run the ball and you can double them on raw. They're going to, there's going to be some issues for the Rams on offense or the, the Lions that is on offense. It's it's tough though, um, so the three is is not a thing I love. I, I wish I got a three and a half or even four, but I like I like the Rams. Yeah, Rams are five three and one ATS as the away team, uh, stacking up the exact same way to Detroit, who are five and three as the home team. For me, the Laporte injury is huge. I think that this Lions team has been figured out in a sense, against some of the better offenses. And what you want to see from a playoff team is, like, good form heading into the playoffs. And, you, and <laughs> you're exactly right. The, the Rams are on a 7-1 and one stretch in their last eight to close out the season. So I hope those of you who bought Rams stock at the beginning of the season or hopefully bought it midway, bought the dip, because that's an awesome return 
I do think that the quality of opponent of opponents that they went up against in that run, um, it's not great. Not to mm. completely burst your bubble. The host no, Seattle you're, you're being 17-16 yeah. at Arizona 37-14. Hosted Cleveland, who we talked about horrible on the road, right? Beat them 36-19. Went on the road at Baltimore and only lost 31 to 37, which I find to be pretty impressive. Like that's not and, and I, I think a lot of not just us, but talking heads too highlighted that game to kind of say, hey, like, yeah, the Rams lost, but they kind of showed like we're here, like we're our this offense is to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Um hung twenty eight points on Washington, thirty on New Orleans, and then they won the last two games by one point, twenty six to twenty five at New York and 21 to 20 at San Fran. At least the San Fran road game, they got to stay on their side and their time zone. So it wasn't too big of a road travel game because it's about to be their third game on the road in a row. I'm going to stay away. I think what some of the stuff that you talked about, the Rams as well as the Lions, um, I, I give you credit for. People love the totals is high, but I also don't blame it. Yeah, it's a dome. It's inside. No weather can affect this one. <laughs> yeah. No weather can affect this one. And it's. I feel like it's going to be all offense, no breaks. It just feels too easy, doesn't it? It feels a little too easy for me. But I, I don't trust this Rams defense. The Lions That's, offense, yeah. whenever they go up against any... The Lions defense, whenever they go up against an offense that actually is worth a shit, is obviously not great. I think the thing with this Lions defense is how bad they are against the pass, and you're going up against... Puka Nakua, the guy who they put in the final game, even though people were sitting out to go break those rookie records. Um, he's had an awesome season. I think there's a lot of elements with this Rams team to be excited about, but my gut is telling me Lions, so I'm going to sit on this one. That's fair. That's totally your fair. favorite play when I'm going to sit. Yeah, it's definitely my best bet. Uh, I'm going to wait to, hopefully I'll wait to see if I can get a better number, but I'll take three now for half a unit, and then I'll See if I can get a better number. I know the Rams' offense have been putting up numbers on numbers on numbers and numbers. It just feels a little fraudulent to me. That's what that's what's keeping me away. The the last thing I'll say, Andy, is another. We talk about public betting data a lot, and I already mentioned it with with the Texans and how good you know they are their odds here against the Browns being one and five with the public backs the bat backs the Browns right now. The Rams currently have sixty or seventy three percent of the public. They are the highest public team as of right now, as of recording. The, they also have the money. The Rams this season are six and three ATS when the public backs them, and six and three ATS when the money backs them. That is a good sign. Although the Lions are one of the best teams ATS, we saw the best team ATS last year. The Giants get murdered in the playoffs after beating, honestly, after beating the Vikings. So just subs to keep in mind. I, I like the Rams, and I will be betting the Rams. Uh, a side I will be betting on is your Eagles. As we yeah, the final game, the Monday night oh, game. Why? Uh, Eagles were minus. They were minus two and a half. They're now up to minus three. Depending on where you, sh- I think it's minus three pretty much everywhere now. Sixty uh, percent of the best, sixty-four percent of the money. There, <laughs> this is the least bet game because Monday night people will get to it when they get to it. But you with forty-three thousand bets, which is the most. I mean, the most we've seen from Monday night game all season long because the playoffs. Ninety-one. 91% of the bets are on the the under. And if you thought 91 was a lot, 
let's look at 96% of the money on the under. Uh, I like for it. Five percent sharp edge. Yeah, it's it's not a sharp edge, dude. That is just uh that's just all those same people that ride the under are on the under. Um it's likely gonna rain, uh, which is well they don't know, but it's because it's Monday, but they likely think it's gonna rain. So that's a that's a big port part as to why people like the under. It's moved so much as well. Yeah, I mean if the farmer's almanac says it, then I trust it. But at weather.com, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really like the birds here. I, this the form has been terrible by you guys. You guys have been so bad recently. I don't know, and nobody knows what it is. Nobody yeah. really knows what like the driving factor is. It's just like a slump. Yeah, like th- that's my point. Is I'll let you go on. We are better than the Bucks, but the reason that this is such a difficult play is because we they've just looked off in the last five weeks since the they just cannot play proper football. It's disgusting. I like the way you guys match up against this team. I think this is going to be a. I think this is going to be um, a DeAndre Swift game. I really do. This is going to be a DeAndre Swift game. If Jalen Hurts yeah. stuff scares me. But that makes me think it's going to be a DeAndre Swift game even more. Like the stuff going on, the stuff going on with Jalen's health because he's he he got hurt last game, right? Yeah, he's been hurt, but he he usually just plays through. He'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, it, it won't be. Yeah, he'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I think that's a good a contributing factor. But oh, I really sure. like the way that they that they match up uh, running the ball against this Buccaneers team. How can how can you with a good conscience bag any? NFC South team this season in a playoff game or Baker Mayfield in a playoff game. And I'm saying that with a straight, like straight face, straight face. I get that. I was wrong at the beginning of the season when I said that they brought in Baker Mayfield to tank this season. Who was right? Your, your, your guy, your guy, your guy, Baker. I was all in on Buckstock. I'll just put that out there. You were, you were, and now you're going to sell it at their peak. I hope, I hope you sell it before Monday. That's <laughs> I too think you guys are gonna win, and then you're gonna get clobbered in the next round. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not talk about the divisional round. We'll start. We'll start this year. Look from my perspective, looking at the Eagles, like I said, I, they are the better team than the Bucks. And if they muster enough, you know, they figure it out, and they're like, okay, we are the better team. They had an extra day of rest. They will find a way to beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks early in the year in Tampa Bay. They're not going to be worried about going to Tampa Bay. It's honestly better that they're going to fucking Tampa Bay. They don't have to listen to the Philadelphia people boo them. They're going to hear the Tampa Bay people boo boo them, and it won't matter. Unless there's Philadelphia fans there, which there likely will be. This Bucks defense is horrible against the run. So I I love what you said about the Swift stocks. I think it's going to be, yeah, okay, the the Swift thing is huge. And if they actually put the ball on the ground, which is how they're meant to play football, it's how they got to the Super Bowl last year using their running backs, they will be. They will manage to win. Um, I, I think there's a massive issue on the Buck side of the ball, where or Bucks offensively, where they cannot run the ball. They've not. They've not figured out Rashad White all year. It's really just been Baker to Mike Evans and hope things works. The issue there is Eagles have not been getting pressure at all. There's questions about the the defensive line. That Jalen Carter, you know, stock has tanked since the beginning of the year. The entire defensive line has been pretty. Pretty bad over the last couple of weeks. I I don't know the record, but they have not had many sacks, and that's not good for a, a organization that prides itself in in good defensive line play. So that worries me. And the secondary has just been awful. And obviously, that's been. I mean, the Giants put up how many how many points against us? Oh God, dude! I turned that I I turned that shit off after the first half. 
27 and then 25 and then i was you know, embarrassed we i gave 35. out one unit on the podcast but i ended up putting like 50 bucks on it because i was so confident in you guys and i ended up just netting even on a lot of my plays. yeah yeah it was not it's not ideal we have not looked good at all and since that since that niners loss really so will we figure it out i don't know and that's one of the reasons i don't want to necessarily bet it I think we I think they get it done. I, I do. I was leaning towards putting the Bucks in the teaser as a home dog, you know, eight three and two ATS. But I'm not I'm not there yet. I, I lean I lean Eagles and maybe it's my bias, but I don't I don't know. I think they figure it out. To go with the running the, the like the whole running game piece of this for the Eagles, the Bucks are two and six when they have had teams rush for a hundred yards or more against them this wow. season. Do you know how many times the Eagles have done that this year? Had 100 rushing yards or more? Every game. Well, 12. 12. So yeah, it should be more. They, their really offensive yeah. line is built it to block for the run. It's terrible. Been. Except for Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson is much should've better than the pass. Which, hey, by the way, by the way, DeAndre slipped over four and a half rushing touchdowns. Cha-ching! Yeah. The futures, we, did, we did pretty well on the futures this year. We did, we've done pretty well on futures over the past couple of years. Public again is very good in in week, wild card week. We said fifty three percent over the last twenty years. Public is five and four ATS this year back in the Eagles, which is what we see today. So trends trends leaning that way, not necessarily bet it. Um, if you can get better numbers, maybe I, I think this number might get closer to two and a half and two. But I'd be I'd be I don't know. I don't think it'll stay there. I think you'd have to kind of snipe it. We're gonna have to settle with minus three, which I'm gonna go ahead and do. That's Taking it right now. Yeah, I, I, I want to go ahead and give that out. I, okay. I really do. I, I feel really... The Eagles have been good to me. They may have let me down the last couple of weeks when I thought they would turn it around, and they did not. But... You don't believe in Baker Mayfield? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's not as much of a Baker thing as is. I love the running matchup. I, I keep kind of beating that drum. At some point, it has to turn around. Um, and I do think that there, this is the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good, this uh, is one of those examples where a shit team makes the playoffs because once you expand the playoffs so far, bad teams will make it in. Now, I mean, it's a division thing, right? So they, I mean, you're going to Tampa for a reason, but the division was shit. So people say that all the time about my division, the AFC South, and now our, our partners in the South, NFC, um, are the ones carrying that torch and you guys are going to be the ones to shut them down. That would be all time. I mean, that'd be hysterical if you guys lost to the Bucks. But yeah, it's not happening. Maybe I'll Give just throw Eagles. throw a little Minus bit on 30. the a little bit on the Eagles to uh, win the Super Bowl, and they figure it out because no, you know, well, that's not their stock happen. is as, stock is as low as it's going to get. The Cowboys are making the Super Bowl. Oh, they're going to make it. I don't know if they're going to win it. They're going to lose the Ravens the Super Bowl, but plus three twenty. It's great value. Who's our second leg for this teaser? I mean, I'm, I done, looked at, I'm done with this preview if you are. I'm done with this yeah, yeah. preview if you are. If you want to I'm sh- done as well. shut that off, I think we what we need to talk about is how we close out this teaser because I, I we feel great about the Texans, right? Yeah, it's got to be Texans. I think we add Dolphins. Ten and a half in the snow game. 44. With a deal with a total that's going to go down? Yes. Is this has the spread has not moved though, has it? No, it's been three and a half and it moved to four and a half. So it might be it might be five. I just think the numbers 10. are going to keep get, moving on this. Once you get one, over ten, right? it doesn't really matter. But I mean, if you're saying if you get to six and a half, we can bet the Chiefs. Holmes, I mean, it's not getting to six and a half. This this Miami defense is terrible. 
Let's just say it's, it's terrible. Then that's what I fear. But at the same time, here's what I'll right. give you. Your options are the- Dolphins plus seven and a half. You can take Bills minus four, Packers plus 13, or Rams plus nine. Those are the only ones that I would take. Let's run through from December onwards for the Chiefs offense. Are you ready? They scored 19 in their loss at Green Bay. They scored 17 hosting Buffalo. They beat New England in New England and put up 27. They only only won by 10, so that, that shred pushed. Um, or 10 and a half, depending on which you got. Or I, I, think, I feel like that one closed at 9 and a half. Doesn't matter. Numbers are wrong. It closed at 9 and a half. Whatever. Um, lost to Las Vegas in KC. Only put up 14 points. Beat Cincinnati 25-17, which allowed them to rest their guys against the Chargers in a 13-12 win that they scored 13 points in. This offense has not been scoring a lot because Patty Mahomes had not a lot of guys to throw it to, and I just feel like Travis Kelsey's form has gone downhill throughout the season. Yeah, um, the Dolphins worry I, me. I would honestly, I like Bills minus four. Like, no, I, I do, I do kind of like the Dolphins at plus ten and a half because I do think that in that span, they have not been a single team by ten and a half points. The last time they did, the last time they beaten a team by ten points was at Las Vegas, thirty-one to seventeen. Before that, at Denver, nine to twenty-four. That was in October. See, they did it a few times in the middle of the year and at the beginning of the year, but this the back half of this season has been so different for this KC team. I don't think they have it in them, with the conditions too, and with how good the Dolphins are in the first half. Let's just get a really solid first half out of the Dolphins. And cover ten and a half. So that's simple. for a team that has scored six, is averaging sixteen points per game in the first half. I'm locking. And you're it able right to cover now. ten and a half for the full game. I'm locking it in right How now. How do you feel about that? Yep, I'm locking it in. Yeah, we'll go with that. As always, teachers are a unit and a half. I don't make the rules. That's just a that's just a rule. <laughs> I I did make I do make that a rule. That is my rule. But this is this is gonna be a fun week. Hopefully, we do a little better than last year on in. Uh, in wild card weekend. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I, I love that Texans play. That is my play of the week. We're not doing. Uh, I... Andy's bet of the week. Texans plus two and a half. If he, if he gets to three, he'll tweet it out. And then Rams plus no, three. No, no, no. Uh, Texans money line for me. Yeah. It's oh, plus Texas money line on the money line. Yeah. Love it. The one, the one that I'm iffy on and waiting on is the, uh, I can't No, I was going to wait on this game. Cause I thought that the dolphins might keep going. Uh, yeah. But, if we're teasing it, fuck it. I think I think it's a really smart play to get ten and a half. Yeah, I like that teaser. Texans Dolphins is the sharper the public teaser. My best bet. Rabs plus three. Hopefully, I'll get three and a half. Andy's best bet. Texans money line. Thank you guys as always. This has been sharper the public, the only place to talk about public betting data in every week. It's been fun, Andy. I, I'm excited to see these wild cards came to play out. It's gonna be a great weekend. Hopefully the Eagles can can manage to finally or manage to put out a win, but I'm not hopeful. But nonetheless, should be fun games and a lot of fun weather to watch as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can't wait. Uh, we have a really interesting playoff slate, which is what all we can ask for from a season that the public has been 56% ATS on. So I wouldn't expect any kind of other strange wild card slate than this on yeah. a year that the public has been so successful. But totally true. Again, thank you for watching us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DJHHSports, at AndyHHSports. Um, that's all I got, man. 
<laughs> yeah, Thanks appreciate for having it. Me. Leave a like, comment, uh, subscribe on YouTube if you're new. We appreciate all the all the support. I mean, as always, the comments, the the love. We appreciate you all, redditors, everything. It's been going well. I mean, we've Dow been doing this for two years, so it's going going pretty strong. And hopefully, we can finish off the Super Bowl well and keep it going. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Four weeks to go. Let's enjoy it. Hell yeah. As always, thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Bet well. The boys bet better with beer.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sharpen the Public. A lot of effort goes into this and everything we do at Happy Hour Sports, so we would really appreciate it if you would follow, rate, and most importantly, share the podcast. Share it with someone who needs to be sharpened because I know those people are everywhere. Thank you again, and we'll see you in the next one.